I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. Let's start with some stories in the news, Mayor. There was an anti-racism rally last week, and you delivered what was described as a fiery speech at that rally in Albany. Can you tell us how you feel about this subject? Well, the rally was a counter-rally to a celebration that the KKK had down uh, south to celebrate the victory of Donald Trump. And I think any time you have an entity that, you know, represents bigotry and hate celebrating who the leader of our country is, it's important for us to get out and to rally and to say that, you know, there is no room for hate and bigotry in this country and that we must stand together. This is a very diverse city, and I'm proud of the diversity that we have here in Albany, and I think it's important that we stand together and raise our voices and say that the types of things that we're seeing you know, swastikers and uh, hateful language, that that's not free speech. That's bigotry at its worst. It's ignorance. And we need to stand together to ensure that we fight against it. Also on the the topic of uh, politics and the uh, just past city budget, union contracts. But a dozen city blue collar workers protested outside one of your fundraisers this week. They called for your resignation over lack of union blue-collar contracts with some raises for white-collar workers included in the city budget. How are negotiations going on the city union contracts? Well, you know, that's, you know, everybody has a right to protest and make their voices heard, but we are in negotiations with this union. As a matter of fact, we provided the blue-collar union with an offer on Monday in our negotiations. Clearly, we couldn't provide an offer until I had a budget and until I knew what funding we were going to have. But we are in negotiations with the Blue Collar Union. We provided them with an offer. They asked for 24 days to consider that offer and to come back with a counteroffer. So, uh, you know, it is uh, very unusual uh, for a union to choose to take the type of action that was taken um, to protest when we are in the middle of negotiations. We did settle contracts with our operating engineers and with our Teamsters. Uh, and now that we have a budget, we are moving forward with negotiations. It's important to note that it's only in the budget that I have the opportunity to provide for any pay increases. So in the with the unions, we have to negotiate those pay increases with respect to certain of the salary adjustments. And I just want to be very clear Other than in the water department, which is a separate department, it's not part of the city budget, the total amount of raises spread out across the individuals that these unions are arguing about was Mm $35,000, $35,000. So, you know, that clearly, and those were adjustments that I felt were important to be made and can only be made in the budget process. I can't, during the course of the year, unilaterally raise people's salaries. So I have to do that with Common Council approval, which is why they were in the budget. Also on the topic of politics, U.S. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand has endorsed your reelection. What's your reaction to that? Well, I'm very grateful for her support, her partnership, and her leadership. We need now more than ever voices in Washington who are going to ensure that the needs of the city of Albany and of our residents uh, are are part of the uh, process and and are in 
um, taken into consideration in the decisions and the choices that are going to be made, uh, particularly over the next four years. So she's been a great partner. I think that uh, we are so fortunate to have Kirsten Gillibrand as our senator, and I look forward to continuing to work with her. Also uh, in the news, the shooting at uh, Rocks, which is uh, an Albany bar. Police say the man arrested for a fatal shooting at an Albany bar on Thanksgiving is a gang member, and the shooting apparently gang-related. Do you fear that this could be a, a prelude to further gang violence? Well, you know, we work very hard. We have a program in Albany um, that is really focused. It's based on the ceasefire model, and it's focused. It's called Cure Violence, and it's focused on trying to prevent retaliation. And it's not run by the city, but certainly um, it's something that we support from the standpoint of the work that they are doing to try to prevent when there is a shooting for someone to say, all right, well, we're going to now get back at the other side. We know that we continue to struggle, that there are uh, activities that happen that unfortunately result in this type of violence. This was a private party that took place in a, um, in a, a room that you can rent at mm-hmm. this particular club. And, you know, this w- was a tragic uh, event that occurred there. And I'm very thankful and grateful to the Albany Police Department that they acted swiftly and that they have somebody in custody. Business uh, students downtown, business students from the College of St. Rose presented business plans for downtown Albany, different kinds of uh, business uh, businesses uh, that they think could work downtown. What did you take away from their presentations? Well, you know, it was great. I talked to a number of the groups that had their presentations, and I asked them what they thought of downtown Albany. M- most of them were not from Albany. They're from other parts of the state uh, and just wanted to hear their feedback of what they thought about the downtown. And they all had very positive things to say. And they had some great ideas about some businesses. Uh, one of them wanted to turn a four-story building into different levels so that you would have, you know, paintball on one level and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. other uh, arcade on another level. And so there was some really creative ideas. And uh, I, I hope that they had fun doing the project and that they learned a lot. Okay. Uh, red light cameras uh, c- uh, continues to be debated or the the worth of the red light cameras on whether they are making the city streets safer. This is separate from the question whether they'll make money, which apparently uh, they have not or not a great deal. A recent uh, commentary said traffic safety did improve slightly year to year with the cameras, but argued the results were no better this year with the cameras than two years ago without the cameras. What do you think? Well, I mean, I certainly think that the streets are safer. If you look Um, at the data that we have intersection by intersection, um, it's safer. We also know that there was an effect from the standpoint of we were very public about the fact that we were getting red light cameras, and we started to see changes in behavior just associated with people uh, knowing that we were installing cameras and not knowing whether a particular intersection had a camera Mm -hmm. or not. But I think overall we have seen improvement, um, and we will continue to see improvement in traffic safety. On the topic of uh, safety, meet at the police station. 
Albany police have instituted a policy to allow individuals who make sales online to meet at the police station uh, to make the deal. I mean, you got to meet somewhere with somebody you only know online. Uh, do you like that idea? I think it's great. You know, there is so much that goes on in our economy that happens online now with social media and with the ability to network. Um, and so I know that this is something that happens and that there are transactions that occur all the time. And this is a safe place for those transactions to occur so that you don't have an an instance where you may find that the person on the other end of that social media sale Mm -hmm, um, is not does not have the best of intentions. So, uh, you know, great shout out to the police department. The police chief and I had discussed this um, a while ago. And, you know, I think that this is the right direction to go in. I've been meaning to ask you for a couple of weeks about the skateboard park. The Albany Skate Park project in Washington Park, originally planned for this year, has been pushed back to next year. Why is that? Well, the design took longer than anticipated. And when the design plan came in and we went to put it out to bid, we weren't going to be able to get that bid in in time for the construction season. So my staff knows the department of general services the department of recreation know this is a high priority for me and i've been assured that this will be the first contract uh, once construction season starts in the spring talk of the town continues on magic 590 and 100.5 fm i'm bob cutmore we're joined by kathy sheehan the mayor of the city of albany you can send in your questions to Ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. We have a kind of a detailed question about the rezoning plan uh, for Albany, uh, Mayor. And let me start off reading the person's uh, question or setup, if you will. Writing, one of the reasons I bought a house in Albany just off Lark is because I wanted to live in a vibrant, walkable, urban community. When Rezone Albany was announced, I was excited because I thought that finally some of the anachronistic restrictions on businesses and uses would be removed. But there are two parts of the draft I'm very much against. I'll put the first one out to you, and then we'll go on to the second. Um, The new, more restrictive closing times for businesses on and near Lark Street. If anything, we should be less restrictive than before. If a particular business is noisy and disruptive, then that should be handled by issuing noise violations to that particular business. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, uh, you know, that question is a perfect example of the misconception that continues to exist out there about the rezone. So, um, you know, this because this person says, you know, they want less restrictive closing times under the current zoning code. All businesses on Lark Street must close at 11 p.m. <laughs> so uh, you can only stay open past 11 p.m. if you have a special use permit. Some of those special use permits run with the property. Some of them only run with the business. Mm-hmm. And so what we are trying to do with the new rezone is to provide clarity so that new businesses looking to locate on Lark Street or in that general area understand what the rules are before they make that investment and don't have to go through a long and arduous process to get some sort of special use permit or waiver in order to run the type of business that they want to run. So under the new zoning code, businesses are going to be allowed to stay open as of right until 2 a.m. 
and they can open up anytime after 5 a.m. And it also, currently on Lark Street, you can only have a commercial business in the basement and on the first floor. The new zoning would expand commercial uses on Lark Street. So we understand that there are issues with some businesses now that have received a special permit or a waiver to stay open till 4 a.m. And that is where we are working uh, with the business community, with the neighborhood to look at how we grandfather in those businesses that are staying open till 4 a.m. We also need to make sure that certain businesses can stay open 24 hours. For example, the um, Market 32 Mm -hmm. and the Dunkin' Donuts. So we're not looking to make it more restrictive. We're actually trying to expand the rules and the opportunities for businesses in that area. Her second uh, question has to do with parking. The continued presence of parking minimums across almost all types of uses. This is something the Obama administration recently came out against as discriminatory, and it severely limits opportunities for interesting new uses in our historic neighborhood. This is a walking neighborhood. We should be less worried about parking. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, that's an excellent point, which is why in the proposed zoning, the parking requirements have been greatly reduced. And there are provisions that further reduce those requirements where the building is within close proximity to a transit line. If there is shared parking with another entity um, or where there is um, a parking demand study that can demonstrate that the required parking is not necessary. You know, this is where we've heard from both sides um, of the neighborhood on this mm-hmm. issue, because there, because we've expanded the types of uses um, in this neighborhood, in the proposed zoning, there are concerns because it is very difficult for residents oftentimes to find parking. And so we do hear from residents that they want to make sure that we're not adding to the number of cars uh, in that neighborhood. And so it is a balance, but I can assure the um, person who wrote in and, and asked these questions that the new zoning code is far less restrictive than the old zoning code. And if you have a question for the mayor, you can send it to ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. Before we leave Rezone Albany, I know this is, is there anything else you want to say about that? Well, you know, I think it's very important for people to know that they can submit their comments. We've had dozens and dozens and dozens of meetings about this. Um, well, maybe not dozens and dozens and dozens, mm, right. but many, many meetings. It feels like a lot, but we've had many meetings about this. I know that, um, uh, we continue to meet with neighborhood groups, uh, with common council people who've brought together groups of people who want to talk about this. So um, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, opine on this or to have us come and make a presentation, they can just email us at rezonealbany.com okay. or .gov. Yep. All right. Uh, also, Uber back in the news, police chiefs in the area uh, now back ride sharing through Uber. I also saw some coverage that they're beating the drum for this in uh, Saratoga Springs, big uh, center for uh, really international tourism. Do uh, you think this will work this coming year? Well, I mean, I think that everybody who uh, has uh, something to say about this and about ride sharing and the importance of it needs to make their voices heard. I've heard from university presidents that they believe that this is 
important to the safety of their student body. I've heard again, we heard from the police departments that they believe that this is a tool that could be used to reduce, um, you know, people from drinking and driving and impaired driving. I've heard from the business community that as they seek to recruit, um, you know, new employees, that this is a service and a expectation that ride sharing will be available um, in in a community, you know, as people are looking to to seek jobs, you know, just as the person who talked about living, um, you know, in Center Square and, you know, reducing the number of cars. I imagine that if we had ride sharing that was readily available um, for residents, there are many who would, again, not have to rely so much on having a car. Let's go to some uh, shout-outs. Another tree lighting. The, the City Hall tree was last week, but now the, the state tree, if you will, the Empire State Plaza tree is up. That's right. It was a great turnout, and, uh, you know, it's always really kicks off that holiday spirit and season when you see these thousands of people come together and watch that tree, uh, you know, light up and then enjoy some fireworks. So it was great to be a part of it. I saw something about mittens for meters. Are you aware about what they, they're doing there? Parking meters along uh, the busiest strip of Madison Avenue this holiday season, laced with hand-knitted, vibrant sweaters. I mean, just Yes, you know, I, I think we want to encourage people to be creative, and I think it's what makes a city a great and interesting place to work. You know, we have the, the Bluebird mural that went up, and we're looking to be doing more public art, but... Uh, I love, you know, the, the other um, thing that I know we see is that those who knit um, sweaters and scarves and they leave them at bus stops and other places for people to take. Um, it's just a great sense of community. Well, see, I guess this group, it's the Mad- Upper Madison Improvement Group. They made sweaters for trees just two years ago. <laughs> Somehow it seems to me the meters is a little easier. Probably, yeah, probably. All right. Also, um, volunteers. There was a grassroots giver's day of simple giving. It took place a while ago now at St. Sophia's Church, 350 volunteers to assemble practical items such as socks and uh, toiletries, jewelry and books to be given to public schools and numerous other organizations. Well, it was great because there were a number of groups that participated. There were Girl Scout troops and Boy Scout troops and uh, just it was a, a great spirit of community and Grassroots Givers has really, I think, brought so much attention to what we can do just as ordinary citizens to help and make our community a better place. And it was wonderful to see a lot of young people there mm-hmm. working and just so enthusiastic about being able to help. And there's going to be a Chef's Festival in the new year in Albany, January 12th to 14th the Albany Chef's Food and Wine Festival. And it's a huge fundraiser for arts organizations in Albany. I encourage people, go online, buy your tickets. Um, the Slider Slam always sells out. I'm not sure if it's sold out yet, but there are tickets that you can buy to the tastings. You can buy tickets for the entire weekend. And it is a, just such a wonderful event. And it's put on all by volunteers. The chefs mm-hmm. volunteer, the board volunteers, and it's great fun. Don't miss it. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. Email questions for Mayor Sheehan to ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. I'm Bob Cudmore.